Ali Velshi interviewed two economists. And while everybody who see these two economists will just go ahead and say, oh, so we're heading for a downturn and the economists see that the Fed should have done something else before. That's how people are going to see it. When I saw these two economists, what I saw was the following. Our economic system is nothing but a fraud. I repeat, our economic system is nothing but a fraud. I want you to listen to this, and then I'll explain to you exactly why I said what I said. There are people who are just worried, and, and some of it's about interest rates because those costs are making people's lives harder. Uh, but some of it is watching the stock market, watching their 401ks uh, go down. I have to say, I think it's completely natural to be worried right now. But it's true. You know, I think when you look around and you see these signs on the stock market and inflation and interest rates, it's easy to just sort of go into this panic. And- this episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. And think to myself, should I stop spending? You know, what should I do here? But I think you have to tease out from all of this data. How does it affect me personally? How does it affect my family, my household? I mean, start with the stock market. And, you know, we talked about 401ks. First of all, you know, not all of us are lucky enough to have one. But, you know, and I'm guilty of this. I see the news. But you have to ask yourself, how close am I to retirement? You know, your 401k has probably had a lot of cycles, you know, through your career. And if you're not that close, this might not be something that affects you as much. I think it's, you know, the same on, let's say, mortgage rates. You know, you can read, oh, you know, they're they've doubled. It's so much more expensive to buy a house if you can even find one. You have to stop and say, hey, you know, did I recently buy a house? Am I locked in a fixed rate mortgage? Did I recently refinance? Does this affect me personally? I think with inflation, it's harder. It's really difficult to imagine a family not affected, but you really have to take the time to say, how does this affect me, my family? Mohammed, you're a little bit worried about what could happen. And there is a distinction between stock market cycles and recessions. They're not entirely separate. But if you look at the after 9-11, uh, the Great Recession, 2008, 2009, uh, the, the pandemic, the, the, the hit that the markets took in those days of triple digit losses, we recovered from all of them. So if your time horizon exists, for my viewer, does it make sense to to cash out of the market right now and wait till things are better or should they not touch anything? Well, it depends how exposed you are. If you have emergency savings, then no, you you don't want to panic and get out. But if you put everything into the stock market, you will feel very uncomfortable. Laurie is absolutely right. When, When you rank what we are worried about, Inflation is number one. That eats away at our purchasing power every single day. Number two is interest rates. A lot of us have debt and rates are going up. Number three is what's happening to the economy and the possibility of recession and therefore income insecurity. And then the final one is your 401k. Your 401k is there for the long term. So it's important, as Laurie said, to put it into perspective. The key thing is to realize We're going through three paradigm shifts at a time when we're losing confidence in our Federal Reserve. We're going through a 
interest rate paradigm shift, a growth paradigm shift, and a globalization paradigm shift. And we look to our policymakers to guide us, but unfortunately, the Fed has been very late, as you and I have discussed, for 18 months, and now it is hiking aggressively into a slowing economy making things worse, unfortunately. And, and Lori, Mohammed makes a good point. The 401k is actually not the priority for everybody. For most people, it is jobs. Um, and we are in a relatively good job situation in the United States. Unemployment is below what the three of us used to think of as, as full employment. Wages are higher. I am mostly worried that if what the Fed is doing triggers a recession, that's where we, we are going to see the most hurt. What's your thought about unemployment and, and what the Fed is doing to fight inflation with that through that lens. And I really agree with that. And I think, you know, Muhammad mentioned confidence. You mentioned psychology earlier. I think it's natural that we all look for sort of good signs. Where can we be optimistic? And right now the job market's it, right? We've been seeing, you know, jobs added every month. Uh, We don't see any huge spikes in these first time unemployment claims. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But so you look at that and you're like, how can we be in a recession? The job market's great. And then you listen to the Fed and you listen to the words coming out and they're saying, I know that's great. And we're going to stop that. You know, the job market is too strong. This, you know, two jobs for every seeker, this pressure on wages. That's not good. That's the market. We have to slow down and we have to, you know, increase unemployment. You know, even if you go to this level they're talking about, it's still over a million people losing jobs. And I think it's really hard, you know, when you read about that and hear about, well, the job market's good, but we're going to make it, you know, we're going to make it not as strong. It's hard not to worry and have that play into all of that fear. Mama, talk to me about this because you spend, you, both of you spend your time explaining these tough concepts to people who don't think about it all the time, right? Um, the, the idea that the Fed doesn't have a ton of tools in its tool, toolbox. It can slow the economy down or it can speed the economy up using the lever of interest rates, generally speaking. So the way you, in theory, fight inflation is you raise interest rates, you make it uh, more expensive to borrow money. People start buying less. The economy slows down. But it is, whether it's confidence or psychology or art versus science, it is, there's, the, the formula is is not baked. And you, you also are concerned about the aggressiveness of the Fed. Now, I will say the Fed does it. The Bank of Canada does it. The European Central Bank does it. The UK does it. Forty four countries are going through this right now. Developed countries. Is the Fed doing the right thing or should it slow its role? So the Fed is doing the right thing. Unfortunately, it's doing it very late. It was seduced by this concept that inflation was transitory. Mm-hmm. So now it is slamming on the brakes. We've never had we've never had three successive 75 basis points hikes as we've had this year. So the Fed has no choice, unfortunately, um, but to raise aggressively. Therefore, there will be collateral damage. And I agree with Laurie. It's very disturbing to people to read that the, the people you trust to deliver good economic outcomes are telling you, I'm going to raise unemployment. 
Lori, how does this um, how does this change? How does it end? Jerome Powell has been fairly direct. Hey, if you don't like interest rates, you're going to see more of them. We are going to keep going and raising interest rates until we believe we've got inflation under control. At what point does it click and the Fed sits there and says, OK, job's done. We're going to we're going to pull back on raising interest rates and the economy is going to start to heal again. It's a great question. And it's such a difficult one. You know, Mohammed just referenced that transitory, which everyone was talking about last year. You know, hopefully inflation was wasn't going to be here that long. I'm not sure why we didn't say temp- temporary, but transitory became the big word. And now we have this concept of right the soft landing that, you know, the Fed will get it just right. So unemployment will increase just enough to deal with um, to deal with inflation. I think it's going to really come down to psychology. And, yeah. you know, as all of us as consumers say to ourselves, do we pull back a little on our spending, whether it's the holidays or major purchases, or do we just look at this and, you know, this sort of drumbeat of bad news, whether it's economic, political, you know, around the world and say, you know what, this is a time for me to hunker down. No purchases, cut back on trips. And if we all do that, I don't think we're talking about anything approaching us off. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We spend a lot of time decon. Let me tell you something, guys. When I watch that, there are two ways to watch that. The first way you watch that is, that is just how our economy works. When it gets overheated, we go ahead and we, and, and we go ahead and clamp it down. And all, we, we use all those technical terms that these economists like to use. The other way to look at it is, it's a system where there's always one particular winner. You just get generally speaking we don't lose we don't we don't always lose but we either tread water or lose but there are some that always win let me explain first of all let's talk about this thing that this for the second economist spoke about transitory inflation everybody wants to get mad at the biden administration for calling inflation transitory and the reality is the inflation should have been transitory. What do I mean? I believe in supply and demand, like all of us believe. If, if I have a shortage of something, I can afford to give it to the highest bidder. Now, supply and demand is an evil thing when you think about it for poor people, right? Because that says that if we have a scarce supply of something, the poor person will never be able to afford themselves of that something. Because if there's a shortage, the person who always gets it is the person who have been afforded more money. But let's put that aside a bit. Why should this inflation have been transitory? The inflation should have been transitory because the, the supply chain problems and all of that were caused by two major, three major factors. Uh, COVID, weather, and the and the uh, and the ineptitude of the private sector, the private corporations. Again, the three things that caused the supply chain problem, which created transitory shortages, were again weather, COVID, and the ineptitude of the corporations. 
we can we know that the COVID corporate the COVID stuff was going to be taken care of over time. So during the time that it takes COVID to recover, yes, we get we get inflation from shortages. Two, weather. We don't have much control over weather, but we did have a very severe set of storms in the ocean that caused supply chains, uh, the ships to go around or anything like that. So weather was not a big problem this year, except for weather types in California and Texas and all the heat problems and the flooding, etc. But that wasn't a major disruptor overall. Of course, then you have the ineptitude of private sector, the corporations. Now, these corporations, they are the ones who decided in their infinite wisdom to put most of their manufacturing overseas where weather and COVID would have a longer lasting effect, thus creating a longer lasting transitory inflation. Now, here's a kicker. Because who pays when we get transitory inflations? You do. The corporations continue to make money. In fact, during times of transitory inflation, those who have the scarce material make even more. Why? Because they have to use less raw material at a higher price, so they are using less or they're spending less to actually get more. Your money, and that more is your money. They don't pay the price for their ineptitude. They don't pay the price for running and, and, and giving a president, meaning uh, a former president, the ability to screw its people by lying about how bad COVID was. And they didn't do what they did in the, let's say, Obama administration, where you found out there's a hot spot in the world and you send all resources to that hot spot to prevent it from spreading. If that hotspot makes it into New York City, you quarantine New York City and you hold it tight. If it's in LA, you hold it tight. You reduce the possible spread, as did countries controlled by very smart women for very long times. Okay? So, I, I think I've already proven to you that inflation should have been transitory because the only reason we had that inflation was because of those factors and as people bought more, the demand increased. But as those transitory issues were fixed, that got taken care of. Now, but here's the deal now. The reason though these prices remained high is because you don't have pricing power. None of you do. The corporations do. They decide that they're going to make gasoline high. And they're going to make some kind of a false excuse. Oh, it's the war in Russia that's making the price of oil high. There was never, and listen to me well, folks, there was never a shortage of petroleum. Never. They decided that they were going to create a false scarcity to throw, to allow five-gallon a $5 a gallon gas. Remember, when gasoline prices got raised, people didn't use less. The reason the oil evil corporations knew they could raise the gas taxes, gas prices, is because they knew you had more money in your pockets from what the government gave as relief from COVID. So you had extra dollars. You weren't driving to work and stuff as usual. Gasoline 
usage didn't change all that much. So they knew they could take that money back away from you by just jacking up the price of gasoline. And as soon as they exhausted your money, they knew they exhausted your money because at that point you started to buy a little bit less. Then they dropped the gas to keep you buying the same amount. There was never a shortage. It was always playing with you to take your money. It was worse than the thug that's taking or stealing a candy bar in a store. Why aren't the mainstream media telling you these things? I mean, you can see it. I don't have to tell you this. You can actually see this. You saw that you never went to a gasoline station with no gas. There was always gas. Whether it was $2 or whether it was $6, you could always get gasoline. And we did not use but 2% less gas as the price went up. Therefore, the thugs in ties and suits simply told you, I can take your money. And they did it with the eggs after the, 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 uh, the, the, the flu was over. They did it with the milk. They did it all with all these other things, right? They, they increased the prices and all these things. That everybody found a, a boogeyman. Oh, the transportation costs are higher because the gas prices are higher. All of that. Some of it true but not to the extent of which we have inflation. But you believe it. You know why? Because if you listen to ABC, CBS, NBC, and all of them, they're telling you that. They are buying the bull completely from the corporations who are just making money. And if you want to know if, you want to know if I'm lying, look at their, balance, their, their income statement and balance sheets. They showed that these guys made more money than ever. And whose money is that again? That is your money they stole legally. A fraudulent economic system that allows them to pill for you. Okay? I want you guys to, if you don't get this right now, please play it again. Because this is him. Thank you for telling me it's a halfway mark, Brother uh, Fleming. I'm going to go do my ask in a minute. But I need you guys to understand the fraud that is the economic system. You know, they just steal your money, but they do it legally. The thug that we want to throw in jail, that we want to castrate, that we want to hang at the stakes, that we want to do all these things. That guy that jumps into a 7-Eleven with his pants hanging down. We hate him because he's stealing. He's taking something that's not his. Why don't we treat the CEO, the CFO, and all these crooks at oil companies and these big corporations that are Char- they are stealing from us. That, that person that now goes to the grocery store and can't buy their food whole, they have to buy it on credit. Why don't we get mad at those people and want to throw them in jail? Because it's legal. You know, and then they talk about the stock market and what should people do, right? The, the economist, the woman said something that I, I thought, it, it, it always takes a woman to be empathetic because men learn how to be so callous most of the times. Men learn to be so callous. So this woman economist that you just listened to that I just played for you, what did she say? You are lucky. You are lucky to be able to have a 
stocks to have a 401k to have these savings because most that that part of the conversation was for only 20% of Americans. I know you're going to say, well, you know how many people have their retirements in the stock market? Well, those are minute things, man. Those are little bit, you know, they want you to have the semblance of having money in the stock market. But, but you know what? You should know. The stock market is absolutely, and I say this categorically as a fact, the stock market is no different than a gambling casino. I want to remind you, go look up EBITDA, E-B-D-T-E-I-A, EBITDA. When they were valuating corporations that, are, that had no, no cash, corporations that had no money, corporations that had no sales, they just had a web page. And they were trading on the stock market for billions of dollars. And all you'd have these supposedly intelligent financial guys on CNBC talking about EBITDA. You know, the EBITDA of this company. It's not good, but the earnings before taxes, income, and all. It's like, oh, really? Our economic system, I repeat, is a fraud. And until we understand that, until we understand that our economic system is a fraud and we separate the portions that we all need from the fraud, things will not change. But we can. Because when we talk about Medicare for all, or we want to call it something else, because a lot of people don't like Medicare because of certain features. We can call it healthcare for all. When we, call, when we talk about everybody having healthcare paid for out of the general funds that we all pay taxes for, but everybody get access then we're talking real. When we talk about every single person eligible to go to college if they want to, can go to college like they go to high school because our economy needs it, then we will make the change. There are a lot of things we can do, society can do. If we elect the right people and stop falling from the, for the bull that those two economists are themselves indoctrinated within. It is so, so important that we get these things right. Anyway, let me go ahead and do my ask, and then I'll come back. But, you know, I, I really wanted to get this out because over the weekend when Ali Belchi did this, these economists, I said to myself, my people, my peeps, my peeps, my peeps, my PDR posse needs to hear this. And not only this, but hear it in the right context because a lot of people listen to that and they don't get it. So, man... I just want us to get it right. Here is my ask, and then we'll come back and, whoops, whoops, whoops. We'll come back and do some more talking. So where is it? ¿Dónde está mi pregunta? Esa pregunta ni se pregunta. Déjame ver dónde está. It's right here. Politics done right depends on you to keep doing what we do. What do we do? We make sure to keep, number one, the internet seeded with blogs and information to counter the right and to present what progressives represent for the be benefit of us all to everybody so that it's not misread, misled by any other entity. We make sure and populate that internet with blogs, with videos, with all these other things to make sure that we are informed and to counter everything that you normally hear that, that are lying at the right. We also make sure to create articles in, in magazines, articles in newspapers, all around the country to ensure, again, that our message gets out there. Last but not least, we also write books 
as you see it, class warfare, the only re resort to right-wing doom, how to make America utopia, are two of the many books that I've written on these issues. So please support us in one of many ways. Numero uno, you can support us at PayPal, either one time or monthly. Go to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. You can support us on Patreon. That is politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can support us by becoming a part of our YouTube channel. Go into politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, or you can support us in many other forms that you can find at politicsdoneright.com slash support. Be sure to visit our store, politicsdoneright.com slash store, and get our books at politicsdoneright.com slash books. All right, folks. So uh, please consider supporting us. I, I put all the links in there. Check out my books. I mean, uh, and, and also that last, the, the, you know, I, I, I have this book that I'm writing one chapter at a time. And I read last week, I, I, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was that I finished yet another chapter, intriguing chapter. So please uh, follow my book, Tribulations of an Afro-Latino Caribbean Man, Racism Didn't Stop My Smile, Hope or Journey Forward. Uh, it's at Amazon. It's one of those books that I, Amazon actually gives you a lot of stories so that you can actually read. I think you can actually read the, everything that I'm doing there. They're giving away stories for free. So I just put that in the link. So if you go to Tribulations of an Afro-Latino Caribbean Man, Racism Didn't Stop My Smile, Hope or Journey Forward, I think you can actually go log into Amazon, all that good stuff. And I think they'll give you free stars to start out use because they want people to start using that new platform. Uh, I don't, don't remember what it's called. Uh, um, I don't remember what it's called, but... It's a, it's on the Amazon platform. Check it out. The book, I think I have eight or nine chapters already written. Check it out. Tell me what you think about it. Drop me a line. I think some of them, I actually ask you to do a little, little poll or something like that. So I would really appreciate you supporting the show in whatever form you have or can to support the show. Remember, this is all we do here. We write blogs. We, uh, other than writing blogs, we, uh, write books other than writing books, we write articles in newspapers and elsewhere. I haven't had an article placed in a newspaper in the last couple, year or so. but um, And that's mostly because with blogs out there, you can get a lot more coverage with your own blogs and on Medium. Also, you know, I, I forgot to tell you, um, Medium. Medium, if you want to support not only me, but but authors all over the country. I mean, you, you, like I tell you, you can't just listen to the media right now because the media is so flawed. Like I just gave the explanation of our economy a few minutes ago, and I swear you can everything that I've said in that that monologue that I did, you can go ahead and look it up. I, there's nothing that I said that is that is away from us. The only difference is that I put it out there in a cohesive manner. Uh, the, the the funny thing about it is, folks, th these guys are so sure that you have no interest in in enlightening yourself that they just spit the crap out, spit the crap out. But anyway, if you go to, you can support me on Medium by going to medium.egbertowillies.com slash membership. And by doing that, you can read stories from thousands of authors. I should say hundreds of authors because the thousands that are there, most of them don't write. But the hundreds of good authors that I've found on Medium, and I write there as well, a lot of my articles, so you can write, read my articles there, um, uh, ad free. 
we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.